Hey guys, welcome to the Kunal Call. I am Kunal Bhatia and we are going to talk about today the one and only Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania, the greatest of all time. Let's see, I am joined by Mikhail. Hey guys. Farhan, and Mustafa. And now hey. we all will talk about why do we consider Shawn Michaels as Mr. WrestleMania. So thank you guys for joining me. Um, hey Kunal, thank you for having us. Thank you for yeah, thank you. It's an uh, honor for me for having you guys. So let's get down to business. Uh, we all love WWE since some five, maybe because we were eight to nine years old, or maybe before that because we love wrestling or we love some action to see on screen. So we're going to start with the fact that why did you get into WWE? What made you love the business? What made you like it more and more? So Mikhail, I would like to start with you. So what really got me into WWE um, was like, you know, when I was kind of like five, um, my cousin, he, he's a, he was older than me. So he would watch WWF as it was known at the time, like constantly. He had the VCRs um, and he would, he just introduced me to the games. The first one ever, which was SmackDown, um, followed by SmackDown Know Your Role. And from there, you know, I started playing the video games and I just was fascinated with wrestling. And then I started watching it. As well like he would put on his vcrs and we would just watch it together and i was just mind blown like by people like the undertaker especially him um stone cold steve austin the rock um even for me at the time it was kane so since then i just have been following wrestling and yeah i mean it's a big part of my childhood and even till today even though i'm i don't watch it as prominently as i used to i'm definitely at my core still a fan Okay, that's a good introduction as to why you love WWE. Farhan, what about you? Yeah, I think me and Mikhail have a very similar approach to uh, it's a very similar history with WWE. Uh, you know, also when I was like in 2001, 2000, I was about four or five. I had cousins who were older than me, and that was the time when the Attitude Era was at its peak. So I hear so many stories about like Stone Cold and The Rock and the McMahon character, and like about like like Mikhail said, Undertaker. Where you know I hear stories about how Undertaker was like his dead guy, he never tapped out, or like you know he was buried alive. So I heard all these crazy stories, these wacky, wacky stories, and that got me quite interested. And then around 2004, uh, when we got Dish TV, uh, there used to be something called uh, <laughs> there was that channel TCNS Sports or something like that. I don't know what the name, but uh, there was a Dish TV channel where. The, where they, they they used to play uh, broadcasts of Raw and SmackDown and Velocity and Heat, and obviously that was the ruthless aggression era. Uh, that was when I started watching it. So uh, I loved the action. I loved the story. I was a kid at that time. Kayfabe was still quite prominent. I mean, now it's pretty yeah. much non-existent, but back then Kayfabe was very very prominent, and I just felt that the storytelling is what captivated me. And I grew up a big fan. Like you know, I played all the. I, I must have spent half my childhood playing SmackDown versus Raw 2006 GM mode. You know what I'm saying? Like half my childhood must have gone there. And then, like obviously, as I got older and my priorities started changing, I fell out of wrestling. And then, especially when I found out that it was you know quote unquote fake, so I've you know I stopped watching wrestling. And then a couple of years back, I started hitting the gym. 
the gym became something that I became very passionate about. And obviously, WWE is all about the gym. There's so much physicality in it. You, you, and while I was hitting the gym, and when I started rewatching WWE, I uh, sort of gained an admiration for the athleticism, the physicality of it. And then even you know, Mikhail is my best friend for so many years, and he also is very passionate about WWE. So that was one thing else that got me back into it. And like Mikhail said, I don't watch it as much as I used to, but I. At my core, I'm still a fan. So it's, it's a combination of many factors as to why I love WWE. So, Mr. Mustafa, uh, what's your take on why do you why do you like the WWE or what got you into it? Because first of all, Kunal, thanks a lot for having me on this. Um, uh, yeah, uh, for me, it started in 2003. I was in Pakistan. The cricket world that was happening, and and the same channel showed uh, wrestling as well. Uh, I was like six years old back then, but I was so intrigued as to like what was happening on TV. I just like couldn't get my eyes off it, you know. And then three years later, in 2006, um, all my school friends used to talk about Edge and John Cena feuding. And so I started watching it then, and that got me hooked into WWE for like a couple of years. Again, in 2009, January, um, Randy Orton started feuding with the McMahons, and that got me into it again. And then in 2010, John Cena versus Nexus Fuel, that really got me into wrestling for a long time. Uh, that's when I started finding out what kayfabe is. And, you know, like, it's not exactly what we think it is. Like, I used to believe in kayfabe because I was, like, because I was, like, really young back then. So I've had my on and off moments until this year uh, at the Royal Rumble when Edge came back. I was like, I have to get back into this again. And here I am. Okay, so now the main topic is about Shawn Michaels. Um, we have been with Pank since so many years. We still miss him. We still want him to come back and wrestle so many great uh, athletes for wrestling right now. I want to ask you one thing, and I want to, I want you to consider the past and the future. Is Shawn Michaels the greatest of all time? And Farhan, I would like to start this answer with you. Yeah, for sure. For me, Shawn Michaels is the greatest of all time. I think everyone knows. Everyone who knows me knows how much of a huge Shawn Michaels fan I am. When I was a kid, it was Undertaker was my favorite, and then Shawn was number two. But when I started, you know, when I recently became a fan, and when I started watching uh, WWE, you know, the New Generation era, the Attitude era, the Ruthless Aggression era, when I start, because now we have the internet, right? So we have yeah. that luxury of viewing old matches. We can see things that, you know, we missed out when we were younger. Or we weren't even born when all those when all, all those matches happened. So for me, I think Sean is greatest of all time because I think, uh, firstly, I think in terms of performances, I don't think there's anyone that's better than him in terms of actually, in terms of being an in-ring performer. I feel that uh, pretty much the entire wrestling industry considers him to be uh, the best performer. He can, he can tell the best stories and uh, he's one of the best sellers. He can really sell uh, a move. I think he's one of those people who can have a great match with, like him and AJ Styles. They have this very rare quality where they can have a, an amazing match with anyone and make it look believable. Uh, Sean, to me, is, he, he's, he's got amazing... He may not be the best on the mic, but he's still really, really good on the mic. I prefer him as a heel. Obviously, Who's Your Daddy Montreal comes uh, first when I think about his, uh, his talent on the mic. I also think he had a very consistent career. Uh, yeah. from day one. I think he was very consistent. I mean, he just got better and better and better and better and better. So it's just like mind-boggling when you think that his greatest matches uh, came at the end of his career. And even throughout his career, he had so many amazing matches. And I would also say he may be perhaps 
WWE, I, I personally think that, you know, a generation of wrestlers would not exist without Shawn Michaels. You've got guys like Daniel Bryan. You've got guys like John Morrison. You've got guys like Rob Van Dam. You've got guys like Chris Jericho. I mean, these guys are considered to be, uh, you know, one of the greatest of all time. And they all are influenced by Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, things like the Attitude Era. Even Shawn laid the foundation with D-Generation X. He laid the foundation towards the Attitude Era. So I think uh, for all these reasons, uh, Sean is my number one guy. Mustafa, uh, what about you? Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, I I, I think like Farhan pretty much said everything. <laughs> But um, yeah, look, uh, he has been one of the best in-ring performers of all time. Like not just winning matches, but like, but like even like when it comes to putting other people over, when it comes to selling moves, pretty much doing everything, you know. Uh, he took away this thought that wrestling is for big, huge guys. And You know, and uh, so many like people like right now, so many wrestlers right now are like literally inspired by him, like Toronto, like Chris Jericho, uh, John Morrison, even Kofi Kingston. You know, like he said that his Rumble saves come. I mean, his Rumble saves are like inspired from Sean and so many other like I can't think of right now. They all like all of them said that their in-ring work is inspired by Shawn Michaels just because he's like one of the best in-ring performers of all time. Yeah. So, Mikhail, would you like to add to that? And what, do you think he's the greatest of all time? See, to be honest with you, Kunal, I mean, I don't think there will ever be a greatest of all time. There's no factual greatest of all time. And uh, let me explain. So basically, um, you know, fans will always think someone is the greatest of all time. And even I'm, I'm guilty of that. I think it's The Undertaker, actually. It's not HBK. But objectively speaking, um, Shawn Michaels, first of all, like without a doubt, he is probably one of the best performers of, um, you know, wrestling ever. And uh, the impact he's had on wrestling, uh, he's an icon, his gimmick, his mic skills, everything. He was believable as both face and heel. And of course, his in-ring work is, I don't think anyone will ever top Shawn Michaels. But in terms of the greatest of all time, it's a very subjective thing because one can argue that it's Taker or it's Austin or it's The Rock or um, it's Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, yeah. you know, there was, and there were even like talent that were never given that chance that Shawn Michaels was, such as uh, Chris Benoit. I've said his name, I'm probably gonna get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, or maybe even like uh, even people argue about um, Eddie Guerrero. Um, there's even a case for Hulk Hogan, maybe not in terms of his in ring performance, but just the icon that Hulk Hogan was for um, you know, wrestling. He put it on the map, no one can deny that. So, there's a lot of arguments. So, for me. Is Shawn Michaels the greatest of all time? In my book, no, but I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of people considered him the greatest because he deserves that title. Okay, that's a very pretty, uh, that's a very controversial thing to say about uh, Mr. Hulk Hogan. I think he's very, very overrated, but that's not the topic here. Um, like I said, um, his, his in-ring skills, definitely, but you can't deny the impact he has had on wrestling. Like he brought into the mainstream. He's the reason wrestling became what it is today. Yeah, I know we're going a little off topic and I'm also talking in between, but yeah, I, I I know I shouldn't be doing this, but yeah, for sure. I mean, yes, the, the wrestling boom, I mean, Hulk Hogan was wrestling. He literally was a one-man industry. You know what I'm saying? He really, really was a one-man industry. So that's definitely something to consider. Okay, so now we'll go over the top five matches of Mr. Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. I'll start off with the fifth match I picked is um, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho, WrestleMania 19. I think it was one of the most classic matches I've ever seen 
in terms of the build up in terms of the performance the finishing also was so innovative and so new that it really made me think oh man chris jericho is here to stay because by then you, you never knew about chris jericho because in the he was in wcw then he came to wwe he was not a big star he needed shawn and shawn also was coming back from retirement and he needed that big match you know because after 14 he was not there for four years and suddenly comes in 19 and he's facing chris jericho the rising star of wrestling mm-hmm. industry so my fifth pick is um shawn michaels with chris jericho mustafa what, what's your pick uh my fifth pick is uh, actually shawn michaels versus john cena at wrestlemania 23 and the reason being is because um john cena was like two years into his new gimmick like the one which we know right now you know the one with all the never give up cnh and all yeah. that stuff and and vince mcmahon was building him up to be like the face of the company i mean like the biggest face of the company so at that point that match versus shawn michael that wrestlemania it just showed like even though shawn michael put him over shawn michael is so good at putting him over like he's just so good at putting other people over with that Uh, because at that point people thought that that is John Cena's best match of his career at that point of course after that he went on to have a great rivalry with Randy Orton and CM Punk and all those people but like it just showed how Shawn Michaels as a veteran can put other people over and to me I feel like that's his fifth best match fifth best WrestleMania match in history oh my guy was a fifth pick so my fifth pick um for greatest Shawn Michaels matches of all time is going to be Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. So the reason for that is because the build up first of all was fantastic. It was believable because you know like Kurt Angle explained that his resentment was because he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck and even then people were still talking about Shawn Michaels. So that build up jealousy was a perfect um you know explanation as to why Kurt was so bitter. Um in terms of the matches First of all this is like the two greatest uh, in-ring performers of all time going at it so in terms of technique like technical wrestling spot on and then it it had a good blend of aggression as well like you know there was a point where um you know there was a angle slam off the uh, top rope which I flipped out at and there was of course Shawn Michaels cross body onto the table so it had everything it was brutal it was in terms of wrestling amazing and um, it was a great finish as well like you know the applause that Shawn Michaels got after the match even though he didn't win just goes to show how much the fans including myself love and respect him. And okay, Ron, yeah, so you can add okay. something. Yeah, uh I also heard like it was like a perfect blend of like WWE wrestling versus Olympic wrestling because Kurt Angle was known to use his Olympic moves in the ring like takedowns and stuff. So people were were excited to see that part of that match as well. Yeah. yeah. Um Farhan, what about you? Fifth pick? Uh, Fifth pick would be Sean versus Vince McMahon, uh, the no hold, the no holds barred match. Uh, uh, that to me, that match, I think that firstly, uh, the fact that uh, you know the greatest of all time is going against Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon isn't even a wrestler, so Sean had that really impossible task to make a great match with a guy who isn't even a wrestler. be and a guy who's like i think i think at that time he must have been about 60 61 vince pickman but to me that match was just it was pure carnage it was it was a fun match it, i remember as a kid when i i saw that match when i was a kid when you know at that time and i remember jumping up and down with joy uh, you know that just the carnage of the match when he 
the build up towards that match was just amazing. Like you guys, you had the Bret Hart Montreal Screwjob history, you, especially you know when you know about the relationship between Sean and Vince. Like now I know about their relationship in the '90s. Back then I didn't, but I'm sure that was used in the build up towards that match. It, it just had a great build up towards it when he smashes the muscle and fitness cover on Vince's head. You know the Kiss My Ass Club. Remember the time he had that Kiss My Ass Club, and when he puts Shane McMahon in his in his ass during that match. I mean, come on, that's just that. That's the one thing I love about HBK is like he can really make a match fun. He can make a match emotional. He can make a match brutal, you know. And uh, that match, <laughs> I remember when HPK got the first ladder and he went on top. We were like, whoa, what the hell? How is he going to do that? And then when he brought the second ladder that was even bigger, I was like, oh, no. You know what I mean? And then he, when he handcuffs Shane to the rope and he does the dance and then he whacks him with the candlestick. And let's not forget the spirit squad. I mean, we all hated the spirit yeah. squad. But to see no, Shawn Michaels with that baton just whacking them all in the head like that, one by one and then jumping off the ladder for the elbow on Vince with the trash can on his head with Shane watching with his handcuffed I mean that, that that that's just that was so entertaining and you know it wasn't a traditional wrestling match but you know what so what it entertained me it told a great story it showed that Shawn could make anyone look good. I mean making Vince McMahon look good and it was the match of the night for me and in one match of the year so that that's number five on my list that's a good try um I have to say that one of the picks that you have taken um, is about my list. So we're going to discover which match is about my list. Um, so, Mikhail, I'd like to start with you, number four. What's your number four pick of Shawn Michaels' matches? So, for number four, I'm going with um, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H versus The Air at WrestleMania 20. Actually, it was Chris Benoit, but um, <laughs> WWE will never let you know that now. Um, so, first of all, what I want to start off here is by saying that JR is an absolute genius. He sold this match to perfection. He talked about the 18-year build-up to Benoit becoming the heavyweight champion. Yeah. And he sold it like crazy. Um, in terms of the match, again, I mean, you know, this is one of the, the probably in my for me, the best technical wrestle wrestler is Chris Benoit. And he showed that he could hang with veterans like Shawn Michaels and uh, Triple H. And he, they just gave a fantastic performance. Amazing wrestling, um, amazing spots such as the double suplex onto the table that like knocked Chris Benoit out for a while. Um, you know, there was it was bloody. It was so believable because even I remember as a kid, me watching it, I was just like, oh my god, can someone stop the match? Like these two guys are just bleeding out. Um, and then there was also the fact that there were so many close calls. Like you just thought. You just thought that Triple H was going to tap out to the sharpshooter and then Sean just like knocks Benoit's head off with the sweet chin oh, music. Man, that was, that was, yeah, exactly. Kunal knows what's up. Um, and then, of course, let's talk about the finish of the match. Picture yeah. perfect. Yeah. Like, um, you know, the crippler cross face on Triple H. And at this time, it was so rare that Triple H actually tapped out. And to yeah. see it happen yeah. on the grandest stage, that was probably the greatest ending to a WrestleMania. And then, of course, the emotional part. Benoit like crying his eyes out. And then his best friend, like since the beginning, Eddie Guerrero comes in the ring. They're both champions and they embrace. And then like there's the confetti and the crowd is just going wild. And, uh, you know, JR is losing his voice during commentary. It was such a great match and it was such a great moment. Um, it's, a sh it's really a shame that we will never actually see WWE acknowledge it because of what happened with Benoit. But um, yeah. to someone like me yeah. who has watched that match a hundred times, 
and has um you know lived through that moment like in 2004 um it's just something i can never forget and, and that's why it's going to be top it's going to be uh number four for me uh, for me, number four would be Sean versus Brett, uh, the Iron Man. Ma uh, Sean versus Brett for the Iron Man match for the WWE Championship. I think that that match uh, was a pure wrestling match. Uh, it was the first time we had an Iron Man match with two of the best at that time going for it. Uh, obviously, Sean's iconic entrance from the zip line from the top of the stadium to the ring. I mean, you hear, you see that shot everywhere. Um, uh, the last 20 minutes of that match has to be the last 20 minutes of that match has to be some of the the best wrestling that I've seen in my entire life. Uh, and I think for me, uh, that match it really showcased how good Sean and Brett were, how the, the chemistry between Sean Michaels and Brett Hart during the during that match was just unbelievable. And obviously the first time for Sean Michaels, I think when Sean won that WWE championship in overtime, I think that was the first time where the landscape, I, I know people tend to point to Brett Hart when he won the championship and uh, when the, the sort of the landscape of WWE changed from these big monstrous men to now the smaller guys, I felt that started the change. But with Sean winning the title, I felt that was what, sort of set it to stone you know what i'm trying to say i feel that match was also very influential i feel that a, lo a lot of wrestlers point to that match as being one of their favorite davy boy smith um uh, drew mcintyre um wade barrett they all point to that match as being their favorite matches of all time so again a very influential match it may not have had crazy spots it didn't have any crazy bumps but you know when you sort of sit down and you think about it wrestling for 60 minutes straight is is it's it's it, it, it sounds it's impossible and to wrestle 60 minutes straight very consistently and at a very fast pace is something to be uh you know something to be acknowledged so that's number four on my list sean versus brett so mustafa what about you what's your number four um so number four on my list is actually your number five canal uh, it's sean michael versus chris jericho at wrestlemania 19. you know like the build up to it was amazing and the fact that Chris Jericho looked up to Shawn Michaels was also a, yeah. like a big part of considering that match, you know, when Chris Jericho used to be at WCW and he used to look up to Shawn Michaels, he used to literally watch Shawn wrestle and try to build his wrestling style on him. So according to so many people, that match was like a teacher versus a student. And, you know, you could see that it brought out the best in Chris Jericho when you realize that he's going to face his idol. And like everything about that match was so good. Like even b b before the match, I remember um, Chris Jericho saying it like, like he had a highlight reel segment with Sean. They went backstage. The Vince looked at them both, and he said, "This match is gonna be money," and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So my number four pick will be Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24. I think it was one of the most classical matches I've ever seen in my life in terms of um, the style, because we know both of them are like swag kings. They are yeah. styled and profiling. And with Ric Flair's last match, you know, you needed an opponent like Shawn Michaels because if you're going to give a farewell to a legend like Ric Flair. And I've seen this match on the WWE Network, which you sub sub subscribe because it's amazing content and it's amazing, uh, what do you say, it's amazing to see so many matches in the past because we, there was no, we were not born then and WWE Network allows us to see that matches. With uh, Ric Flair, I always say that he's so good. But with Shawn, you know, it's like Ric Flair had to 
uh, performed with the caliber of Sean because Rickler was old. And Rickler was the one who brought it to Sean for me. Uh, Sean Michaels was in his prime. He was 40 years or 41. And he was doing it so easily. But Rickler was old. But he's proved it to the world that he can still hang with the best. And that's what you want to see as a wrestling fan to see a guy, you know, whatever age he is, just coming out there and entertaining the audience. And the super kicks, my God, man, those two super kicks were on the money. And uh, even the referee reacting, Charles Robinson, you know, he's reacting like as if he's getting hit by Shawn Michaels. So that was the emotion. And obviously, he loses and uh, Rick Fed loses and he, you know, retires. But for me, that should have been this last match. But he went to TNA and he's almost screwed his legacy up because of those things. Um, but with WWE, I think him being that being his last match in the WWE just solidifies that he had the best ending, one of the best endings of anyone's career. You know, retiring yeah. with the best match and you're going and meeting a family and stuff. So for me, that's number yeah, four. Absolutely. So Farhan, I will go with you for the next number three pick of your choice. Number three pick would be Sean. Uh, number three for me personally would be Sean Michaels versus Razor Ramon, a WrestleMania 10, that iconic ladder match. Uh, I would say, even though it may not have been the first ladder match, and the first were Sean and Brett, but to me, it's probably one of to this day. It's just one of the most iconic matches. It just trans. It just has, in my opinion, aged so well. I can watch that match today and still be blown away by that match. I mean, yeah. that match had, I, I think, you know, tables, ladders and chairs, TNA, all these high, you know, all these crazy matches that you see, it wouldn't exist without this match. Sean versus Razor, WrestleMania 10. Uh, you know, that that shot of Sean jumping from the ladder and splashing Razor Ramon, it's such an, it's such an iconic hit. You see it everywhere around you. And I think, that was the first time people saw, uh, I think, not only was this match influential, I think this match also set uh, set the career for Shawn Michaels. It was, it was after yeah. that match that people see that, yeah, this guy has something special. This guy could be, uh, you know, a, a one-of-a-kind talent. And it was that match that brought Shawn Michaels into the, into the stratosphere. And obviously, you know, uh, Razor Ramon came out on top, but uh, they both ultimately Sean was the star of that match it was such a good match it was like it was not just Sean versus Razor it was Sean versus Razor versus a ladder like that's how good that match yeah. was and yeah. I think just just Sean selling his athleticism the influence of that match the way it transcends everything out there I think that match has to be number three on my list okay so I will go for the next uh, number three for me, the next number three match for me, Sean was a Bret Hart, a pick that you uh, did for Han for number four, because I would read that match as one of the uh, greatest matches because it was the first ever Iron Man match in history. Um, it was something very new, something very different, and these athletes had to carry a match for one hour, which is not easy, obviously, which is because you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know how it is. But for me, when, when you talk about Sean with Brett, Sean Michael was the next big star. And Bretta was not given enough attention, but Bretta showed that he's still the best. You know, he, for me, he was greatest of all time. Like for me, greatest of all time goes like Rick Flair, Sean Michael, Bretta, and AJ Styles. You can't compare these four, you know, because they're so iconic. Because whenever you see Bretta's matches, you're like, oh man, he's hit this guy. But you never hear the guy telling the other guy who's been hit, saying, I'm injured. He never injured anyone. And that's the greatest quality of a wrestler. 
So for me, that's uh, number three. On top of that, if you see the match, there's not one finish in the whole match. It's all wrestling for an hour. They have done wrestling moves, and the finish comes the last one, two, three minutes, and they're like they pace the match, they pace the match, they show the style and this and that. But for me, it's a very iconic match in terms of showing that what WWE can do. But you know, right now that's not the case with talented wrestlers leaving. It's just sad because when you see the past. It's amazing. So, Mustafa, I would like to go to you. What's your number three pick on this topic? So, my number three pick was um, is definitely going to be Shawn Michaels versus uh, Ric Flair, like you mentioned at WrestleMania 24. You know, there's so much emotion in that match itself. You know, as you said, Ric Flair, one of the best in-ring performers of all time. Shawn Michaels, too, also one of the best in-ring performers of all time. And there was this thing that Ric Flair wanted Shawn to put him over. I mean, yeah, like Ric Flair wanted to put Shawn over in his last match. He wanted Sean to be the one to retire him. Sean did not want to do that. And therefore, you saw so much emotion happen in this match. You saw the iconic ending. Like, I don't think we have seen a wrestler burst into tears in the middle of a match. Sean did that towards the end. He burst into tears. He said that He said that line, I'm sorry, I love you. And he hits that switch in music and literally gives the most iconic finish to Ric Flair's career. So, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, Mikhail, what about you? What's your number three pick? Um, actually, Kunal, you and I have the same match. I'm gonna, I'm going with uh, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart at uh, WrestleMania 12 um, Iron Man match. That match is mind blowing. I can, I know I've been saying that word a lot, but honestly, like those two solidified why they are considered the greatest uh, wrestlers in the world. Um, it was just wrestling. It was pure moves. Um, the pace of the match was brilliant. And what I really loved about the match is Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart did not get a single like pin or submission until it went to overtime and no one could hit their move. Um, like uh, I think that Bret did get Shawn in the sharpshooter, but obviously like uh, he broke it and he didn't get a chance to do it again. And I love the fact that that switch in music was so well earned because it was right at the end of the match. And then the one, two, three, and uh, of course the iconic line, the boyhood dream has come true. Um, it was just a magical uh, match and it's actually like um, a reason I feel that WWE should really be capitalizing more on Iron Man matches because I mean, Sean and Brett have shown just how brilliant that uh, kind of match can go. Yeah, so we are done with the three picks. Number two, uh, Mustafa, I'd like to start with you. What's your number two pick in this topic? So uh, number two is going to be a match that I think all three of you have spoken about. Mikhail just spoke about it, and it is the Iron Man match. I mean, you guys have said everything about it, but I would just like to add that if there was any two people you would take to wrestle for an hour, at that point, it would have been these two. It would have been Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. You would expect them to wrestle for an hour and still put up one hell of an amazing match. And you, when you add that Iron Man match stipulation to it, you know, you almost view, view it as a football match. Like, who's going to score now? Who's going to score then? And it's going to go to extra, extra time. And Shawn Michaels got the, like, you could see, like, the late winning goal kind of thing. It was so iconic, so good. Like, um, and, you know, like Mikhail said, like, the iconic line, the boy of a dream has come true. Um, that match, like, if Shawn Michaels didn't have his, you know, like, my number one pick match, then that would have definitely been my favorite Shawn Michaels match of all time. So, okay. So, Mikhail, what's your number two pick of Shawn Michaels' matches? Number two for me is going to be Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, Bad Blood in Your House. The famous Hell in a Cell match. The first ever Hell in a Cell match. Bro, bro, um, bro. bro only WrestleMania. 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 Only WrestleMania matches. WrestleMania. We can only have WrestleMania matches? 
only yes. not career matches only wrestlemania ah uh, well then i guess then i'm going to have to go with um it's going to have to be shawn michaels versus john cena at wrestlemania 23 now um fuzzy i know you mentioned that one on your list and i absolutely loved it because Cena at the time wasn't at his peak in terms of his wrestling. He was at his peak definitely of his popularity. But Shawn Michaels just proved anyone can look good when you wrestle Shawn Michaels. Exactly. And exactly. obviously, again, like the spots were crazy. Uh, uh, the uh, moonsault um, onto Cena, and although the table didn't break, but oh my god, like John Cena's back, the way it yeah. bent, that I felt that. Um, and it was so intense. I mean, there was you know finishing moves, and then people kicked out. Um, and Cena looked good in this match. I mean, I know I'm I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of John Cena, but I got to admit that in this match he was he outdid himself. And uh, of course, the brilliant ending of the STF and John Cena like celebrating in the ring um, and trying to shake Shawn Michaels' hand. Everything was believable about this match, and that's why the Heartbreak Kid will always be a legend. Okay, that's a good pick. Uh, Farhan, what's your number two pick? Uh, my number, uh, my number two pick would have to be uh, Sean versus uh, Chris Jericho. I know you guys mentioned this quite uh, all three of you guys mentioned this match, uh, but for me personally, what I liked the most about this match was that I felt that this match was the perfect example of how to put someone over. Yeah, and uh, you know this match. Even though Jericho wasn't the victor, Sean was able to. He wasn't the focal point of this match. You know the thing with Sean Michaels is that, unfortunately, or depending on your point of view, is that he's always the focal point. Very rarely is it a sort of a fifty-fifty thing. You know, like if Sean versus Brett. That's 50-50. Sean versus Rick, that's 50-50. But this was the first time where Sean was less than 50. It was Jericho's match. This match to me was, was mostly about showcasing Chris Jericho's skills. And what I love about this match is the ending. You know, normally Sean tends to have these really big and these really grand endings. But this simple roll-up, it was just something refreshing. It was something that was understated. And I love that low blow that Chris Jericho did to Shawn Michaels. I'm, it, that hug, it felt so real. But then when he hit the low blow, oh, you just hated Chris Jericho. And I felt that this match, it, you know, it, it just established Jericho as such a great heel. I know we're, we're focusing on Shawn Michaels, but the fact that Shawn could really I, th I think that match really is one of those few matches that really put someone over on the map for me sean and sean versus Pitcher comes number two on my list okay so for me number two um uh, would be a very controversial match is undertaker the show michael at minute 25. i know it's a match that everyone loves i know it's a match that everyone cares about i love that match i see it again and again and uh, it just blows my mind that these guys pulled off a classic. But I would place it at number two because I would like you guys, uh, because I know it's going to be number one of everyone's pick now. I'm not speaking that much now because uh, my number one pick, and I'll let's go to the number one pick now. My number one pick would be Strong Michael versus Kurt Angle. I think that yeah. match just solidifies that you. Oh, damn, my number five. That yeah, because whenever I see that match, and I'll be very honest, that match was a was brilliant. I'm not saying it's better than Shawn Michaels' Undertaker in terms of storytelling, 
but in terms of wrestling yeah exactly. wrestling part that match you know it it actually you know i think kurt angle is very underrated very yeah. underrated you know considered as one of the best of all time he's not you know whenever true, when you go you know whatever this match is on again but farhan said that it was 50 50 shawn and kurt angle kurt angle never had those moments how shawn michaels had if you till that time you know shawn michaels was the mr wrestlemania he's the guy who's going to do this he's going to do that but for me shawn allowed kurt angle to show his talent like even michael mentioned the angle stamp on the top rope and he kicks out yeah. and then the kick on his face now when uh, so my god kick uh god angle such a music and he just lying there head for the moment and then he kicks again so these moments for me were great um for me uh, the number one kick is under uh, so my god what is uh god angle might be controversial so let's go to farhan and let's see what his number one pick okay uh, drum roll uh, the number one pick for me is like i mean It's Shawn Michaels versus Hornswoggle. That's my number one pick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, the number one pick for me is perhaps, in my opinion, the second greatest match of all time. Uh, but the greatest uh, Shawn Michaels WrestleMania match and the greatest Undertaker match, uh, which would be uh, Shawn versus Undertaker WrestleMania 25. I mean, just that match was. <laughs> I I really can't find. I cannot find any issue with that match. Really, there, there is no, there is. It's, it's actually a perfect match. There is nothing about that match that I can go. Yeah, they should have done a bit of this. They should have torn down this. No, this match had the perfect storytelling. It had the perfect wrestling. It had the perfect selling. It had even a botch. And Shawn Michaels getting out of that tombstone was just like JR's classic. I just had an out of body experience. I mean, that, that match, I can watch that match again. So, in fact, that match was so good that even Brett Hart, who hated Shawn Michaels, you know, he watched that match and he was so blown away by it. He wanted to reach out to Shawn Michaels to bury that. So you know, like that match, it, it just there are no words to describe that match. I, I think that match is uh, to me number two of the greatest matches of all time. Uh, but uh, there are no words to describe why this match is number one. It's just it's just perfect. It's twenty on ten in my opinion. Uh, Mustafa, what about you? Number one pick. So um, my number one pick is also the same. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. But I have a lot to say about this. You know, first of all, the build-up to it was amazing. You know, when you have two big teams playing in a tournament, you always have that big build-up. This this match had exactly that build-up. But the people going like for people to see Undertaker going to WrestleMania, they did expect like okay, close finishes and stuff. But they always expected the Undertaker to come out, you know, as the winner because you know the famous streak. However, in this match, the story was was told in such a way. First of all, that ten count, you know, like that count out stuff. Like no one expected the Undertaker to get counted out. Yet people actually would get counted out because he was out of out of the ring for so long. He made it in the ring and a half. Then the famous, you know, getting out of that getting out of that tombstone. When that happened, I feel like that changed the course of Undertaker's matches in the next couple of WrestleManias. Because that's when people started thinking, okay, the streak can be broken, and it might just be broken right now. And you know, you had the famous like Undertaker's expression and all that, and then, and then right after that, Shawn Michaels 
giving Undertaker the sweet chin music, and people thought, okay, now it's gonna end. Now it's confirmed the streak is gonna end. At that point, everyone is standing, you know, and this, like everyone in the everyone in the crowd is standing because they want to witness that moment. And then it doesn't end there, you know. It's almost like adding adding like adding like more thought to an already crazy story that has been just put out there. And then you had the finish, which like after that finish, like as you know, as Han said that that even Bret Hart wanted to reach out to him and bury the hat, and that's how great it was. I mean, even though Undertaker won, I feel like Undertaker gave Sean the right to put over the invincibility of the streak. You know, he gave him the right to, like, he gave him, like, he chose Shawn Michaels, the guy, to make his streak look that it can be broken. We saw it again the next year, because this build up for the next year's WrestleMania 26, when Shawn Michaels went in with the mentality of, I'm going to break the streak or I'm going to leave, that was another iconic match. And then again, in 27, 28 with Triple H, you know, we had those iconic moments when Triple H, um, Gave Undertaker the the tombstone in 27 and the switch in pedi- and, and switch in music and the pedigree in 28. All those things were done because of this match. This match literally gave Undertaker streak that thing that okay, it is not invincible anymore. It can be broken anytime. And people change their opinions on the Undertaker. And this match kind of certified the fact that Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania, not because he wins all the time, but because he just puts up one hell of a spectacle at WrestleMania every single time he's up there. That's a good thing you have said, Mustafa. Very elaborated, very well. So, Mikhail, what's your number one pick? Well, it's not Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. It's Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 26. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Let's go. Let's wow. see what happens. Oh, yeah. By the way, can I just say one thing? So many you done? wrestling fans done? out there. I'm sorry. So many wrestling fans out there class this as the greatest wrestling match of all time. Not just a WrestleMania match, not just Undertaker Sean. The greatest wrestling match of all time. Go on. I like to hear because I want to hear his topic. Say, man. Yeah. Well, on your mic, you I couldn't hear what you were saying, but anyway. So why Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 26? Well, the stakes were just first of all much higher. Undertaker's streak or Shawn Michaels' career. You wouldn't want either. You don't want to see either go away. Of course, with respect to WrestleMania 25, it is without a doubt like it is in my top uh, WrestleMania list. But it's just that there was so much more at stake, and that made WrestleMania 26 more watchable. I wanted to watch this match, but I didn't know what to feel. There were so many emotions going through my mind because, on one hand, I'm like, I love Undertaker; he's my favorite. But I don't want Shawn Michaels to leave because Shawn Michaels is Shawn Michaels. Um, and the second thing is the build-up. It was a very realistic build-up because Shawn Michaels was this close. He was this. He was within inches of doing what no one else could do. And the fact that he had failed, it played on his mind because he knew he had the Undertaker's number. And all he needed was one more chance. And the Undertaker said, nope, nope, nope. And finally, Shawn took an extreme measure and cost the Undertaker the title. And even then, you couldn't hate Sean for it because you, you understood he was so close. Um, and now let's talk about the match itself. There were just so many brilliant moments. One of my favorite, personally, was Undertaker versus uh, Undertaker tombstoning Shawn Michaels on the outside. And I was like, it can't end in a count out. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And just the, the end, let's talk about the ending of that match. He kicked out of the tombstone, Shawn Michaels. And Undertaker was in disarray. He just couldn't believe it. He was like, what am I going to do? And he was trying to tell Sean, stay down. And then that slap across the Undertaker's face that 
just made him do that like jumping tombstone. Um, I was for a minute scared for Sean's neck, and then of course the one, two, three. And even though I was happy, okay, Undertaker is still like undefeated. I just couldn't help but to just look at the screen and say, "But wait a minute, there's no more Shawn Michaels. This is it. This is like the end of one of the best performers ever in, in um, a WWE ring." So yeah, for that reason, I would say Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker WrestleMania 26. Okay. That's oh yeah. Somebody... Sorry. I just I want to add one more thing. Sorry, Kunal, I forgot. In terms of the match itself, in terms of the match itself, people would have never expected it to even come close to WrestleMania 25, and it still did. They did yeah. somehow they managed to do it two times. Yeah, that's a very um, unexpected twist that we had regarding the 26. Farhan has to say a lot about that. Can you say anything if you want? I... Going to super kick Mikhail's face when I see him next time. That's all I'm gonna say. Right here, right here, right here. Exactly. No, no. Uh, can I just say something though? Uh, yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels himself actually, Shawn Michaels himself actually says that both his matches are his best. Both his WrestleMania matches with the Undertaker are his best. He never chooses only 25. Uh, even like when the whole quote-unquote greatest wrestling match of all time was being built up. For Edge and Randy or an ad backlash, Shawn Michaels said that both my matches are the best. He didn't say my 25 or my 26 is the best. So, like, it Can just explains what Mickey Powell says that this literally lived up to the same kind of match as 25 was. Can I just say something? Yeah, in, sure. a more, in a more serious note, see, Mikhail yeah. mentioned that the stakes were higher. Now, from a storytelling perspective, that's kind of true. But the, the thing is that the, the WrestleMania 26 match, it didn't have that same intensity. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why for me personally. See, WrestleMania 25, they were, like for me, that match, it genuinely looked like Undertaker would lose the streak. But in 26, the thing is, is that Everyone knew Sean was done after that match. Like, I think if you really sort of look back and you think about it, it was Sean Michaels' retirement match. It's literally career versus streak. When you know how the match is going to end, it kind of loses its sort of, it loses its uh, mystique. You know what I'm trying to say? I think what makes a good story is unpredictability. And I yeah. think WrestleMania 25 had so many twists, so many turns, so many unpredictability that WrestleMania 26 did not, in my opinion. WrestleMania 26, it was it was a great farewell match, but it didn't show the best of Sean. It didn't, even though Sean says that it was his top two, you know, Undertaker says it's one of his best matches, and that's fair. And, and of course, their opinion is more valuable. But just for me personally, that match it had a great story. It had a, one of the best build-ups ever, one of the best promos ever. But it's just the fact that that intensity was lacking, uh, uh, unlike the previous Michaels versus Taker part one. So that's just my opinion on uh, on that. Um, Kunal, do you mind if I um, respond to Farhan? Obviously, man, that's the podcast is for. Here we are then. Um, so Farhan, okay, fine. Maybe I can agree with that. But see, looking back at it like maybe in hindsight that's true but at the time what i thought was see look undertaker was not getting any younger he was also like on, on his last legs because i mean you know you would see it after every wrestlemania match after a certain period of time he would start like lying down on the ground and he didn't even look yeah. he didn't look good at all like he would be tired he would be actually beaten up 
And, you know, at those moments, you would be worried for him. In fact, what happened just one year later after WrestleMania 26, that, yeah. you know, he had to be carried out of the area mm-hmm. of the arena. So for me, at the time, it was like, I don't know who's going to win because both are veterans. Both are like, you know, reaching that age of retirement. So at that time, I was like, it could go either way. Um, and secondly, the match itself, I feel it's still... Um, it lived up to this. Did it exceed the standard of 25? Probably not, but I think it it um, was on par with it. It couldn't exceed it, but it was definitely on par. And there was a lot more intensity because every time like a switch in music or a tombstone or a last ride or a choke slam or an elbow drop or, or you know anything was hit, you kept thinking to yourself, is this it? Is this it? You know? Exactly. So it added a level of intensity to everything those two athletes were doing in that ring. Um, and of course, I'm not saying that WrestleMania 25 is like not good. Of course not. It is still like, it is arguably the best WrestleMania match. But for me, 26 just gets ahead because of the buildup and uh, because of the match itself, like in terms of intensity, like I mentioned, and also like reasoning behind HBK wanting to wrestle Undertaker one more time. Uh, can I respond to that, please? Please do, please do. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. I can see the validity of what you're saying. But I still stand by what I'm saying, for me personally. So I, yeah, just, I, just, I just think it comes down to a difference in opinion. Maybe you felt uh-huh. it was more intense, but that's fine. I didn't feel it was as intense. But hey, that, it's still a great match. Yeah, yeah. Point. It's still a great no match. doubt. No doubt. It, it would yeah. also be my, it would be in my top five actually, but because I felt having two, you know, you have to pick one between the two HBK yeah. and two. Yeah, exactly. To be fair, that match would be in my top five. I, I'll yeah. I think I think that's actually like why not, none of us like chose both matches because yeah. it would just be too. It would be too it easy. Would be, yeah, it would. Be, there would there would be a there would be no variety. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, can but, I say something? Can I say something as well? Yeah, sure, Mustafa, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Like, yeah, because like Farhan said that, okay, we knew Shawn Michaels' career was ending after this match, so you kind of predicted Undertaker would win, but that's, again, what made these matches the iconic matches that they were because, again, going into 25, no one expected Shawn Michaels to come close to ending a WrestleMania streak. Yeah, you thought he was going to be a great competitor, yet in 25, there were so many moments that you almost thought, okay, now it's done. Again, in 26, you go in thinking, okay, this time Shawn Michaels is going to retire. However, mm-hmm. that match turned out in such a way that you, again, you were thinking, okay, this close, like Mikhail said, Shawn Michaels got close again. You must, you start thinking, oh my God, the streak is going to end. The streak is going to end. You had that same feeling in 27. You had that same feeling in 28. Therefore, like Shawn Michaels is so, so good that he can make you believe that anything can happen in the ring when he's wrestling even though you might go in thinking that okay i know the outcome but it might change in the middle like your like your view on that might change in in the middle of the match and that exactly i mean that's exactly what happened in both those were wrestlemania matches 25 and 26. so anyone wants to respond or the discussion is done regarding the top five matches of Shawn michaels i would like to um, I just, I just yeah add one thing sure sure i add mine so the one incredible thing, regardless of whether you think it's 25 or 26, which is better, the thing I love about those two matches is you don't just see it being in top WrestleMania matches. You see it top overall. Like this exactly. is as you're ever going to see. And I love that because I think both those matches, whether like, you know, you guys agree or disagree with me, 
we can all agree that those two matches have a place in top wrestling matches ever and that makes it so much more um, valuable to us like we feel privileged as like you know we're in our 20s that we got to grow up seeing Shawn Michaels and the exactly. Undertaker wrestle whereas you know like newer generation kids are going to have to um basically live through what we went through with the attitude era and with um WCW <laughs> too young to actually understand those things so um thanks for discussing the top 5 matches i would like to mm-hmm. go to the recent thing that has happened in WWE of course spoiler alert if you haven't seen what has happened recently but uh, roman reigns has turned heel now i will like talk to you about that as to yeah. what kind of, no no i see for that you have to understand we have to talk about dressing <laughs> i know you don't like roman reigns fine but Mustafa, I'd like to note, uh, Mustafa, I'd like to start with you with Roman turning heel and with Paul Heyman. Is it big enough to make him the most hated heel ever? Uh, look, man, I honestly think he can be a great, amazing heel. When I saw him initially, right, when I saw Roman Reigns initially, I thought he has everything to be a monster heel, not just like a hated heel because he's arrogant and cocky or like he's annoying or he's just a bad guy. He can be the feared heel that mom. Mark Henry was that the great Kali was and is right now like he has everything first of all like that long hair that deep voice that you know like a man of less words and stuff like that you know like he could have like he can eat like I can imagine him doing stuff like just coming in beating people down mercilessly just doing some moment drops or whatever through the announce table that's by the way that's one of my favorite sites in WWE seeing the announce table gets kind of like seeing someone being put through the announce table so I'm generally excited because I hated seeing him being pushed up as face as much as people want to agree or d- d- disagree with me. I did not like seeing him beat Triple H at WrestleMania 32. I agree with the reaction he got in Raw the night after. I definitely didn't like seeing him beat Undertaker at WrestleMania 33. And I very much agreed with the response he got on Raw the night after again. <laughs> um, definitely I felt bad when he had to uh, you know, give up his title due to leukemia and stuff. Like I really did feel bad for him. And like when he came back, I was excited to see him. But now with his heel, like now him turning heel, I think we might just see a whole new amazing side of Roman Reigns as the badass that personally I have always wanted to see. So Mr. Farhan, I know you hate Roman Reigns. You don't like him as a wrestler. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on Roman turning heel. See, this is my issue, is that the problem is is that it's too late for Roman Reigns to be a good heel. It really is. I mean, they had so many opportunities to turn him heel. They really did. I mean, the second when he beat Undertaker and he, he got that reception, why would he not turn him heel? I don't understand, you know? Like, like I feel like too much time has been wasted. I feel all the perfect opportunities were gone for Reigns to become a heel. I feel that when he announced his cancer, uh, his leukemia, I mean, really, like, like he has, I mean, obviously, I know Rome, Joe, Joe Anoy is a great guy. He's got a great demeanor. And yes, I believe that Roman Reigns had great potential to be a great superstar. WWE's awful storytelling just killed it. Uh, do I think he'll be a good heel? I agree. Yes. Yes, I think he'll be a good heel. Do I think he's going to be a great heel? No, because his mic skills are nothing amazing, to be very honest. If he's trying he's to go Paul for... Heyman. He's got Paul Heyman with him. Yeah, but again, the thing exactly. is like, like, again, like, this is the problem. Is that, yeah, he has Paul Heyman with him, but the, if to be a real superstar, you have to be 
uh, intense on your own. See, this is why Brock Lesnar can never be the greatest of all time. This is why Brock Lesnar can never be any in anyone's top. He cannot be taken seriously as as a goat because he's lacking in 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 promo skills. Yes, Paul. But Paul Heyman is a good promo, uh, promo person, not Brock or Roman Reigns. At the same time, very honestly speaking, I don't think Roman's wrestling is that special. And I also feel that Roman Reigns is just that so much has been done to damage his character in my eyes. Him main eventing five WrestleManias, him beating Undertaker. I mean, come on, yeah. like that's yeah, ridiculous. So yeah, I got. I, I got uh, I, I mean, come on! Like those, th- I I just cannot move past those things for me. I mean, uh, can you imagine Roman Reigns retiring Shawn Michaels? I mean, I literally <laughs> threw my laptop. Like, <laughs> and, 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 you, and you know what? And you and you know what? Let me tell you something, right? Let me tell you If Shawn was still wrestling, they would have made Roman retire him. I guarantee you. Oh, no. They would have. That would lead to strikes and protests on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. But yeah. uh, let's not talk about that uh, with the current situation going on in America. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, sorry, Mikhail, I'd like to hear your thoughts on Roman Reigns turning heel. Um, okay, so I actually understand where uh, Farhan is coming from on this. Like, I can see what his point is, but um, there's a couple of things I want to put into perspective here. Is, for example, okay, when Hulk Hogan in the 90s, he left the WWF and he went to WCW, he didn't immediately turn heel. Um, so they waited two years and he was getting booed out of the building. People were tired of the whole eat your vitamins and say your prayers, brother, kind of thing, because that had that just passed. It was not what was relevant anymore. Um, so obviously, Hulk, you could ask Hulk Hogan as well. Like he tolerated for two years um, that getting booed, getting like crap thrown on him. People were just like fed up of him. And then he drops that leg drop on uh, Randy Savage and he becomes Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So putting it into perspective when it comes to Roman Reigns, I don't think it's too late. I do agree with Farhan that, you know, if they, they've missed the to pull the trigger many times, but I don't think it's too late because WWE definitely has a knack of they can, if they really want to, turn something that looks shit into like gold. And I think Roman Reigns is that because he's first of all believable. His whole look, like, you know, his build, his personality as a heel, you can get behind because you can get that he's just like a badass heel. He doesn't need to be one of those cowardly heels who cheats all the time. And secondly, I think that Roman Reigns promos, when they're scripted, are god-awful. Because, But that's not even his fault. I feel bad for the guy because when those few moments where he's been able to be himself and when he's um, improvised lines, you actually see that he can actually pull it off. He can actually, you know... Um, be great on the mic and even in terms of his wrestling skills he is getting better I think people just need to be patient with him um, so I think that you know if Hulk Hogan who was a much bigger star a much bigger baby face can become that great of a heel by you know joining the end of big by forming the NWO um, I know it's early but I do think that at some point Roman Reigns has that potential to be that level of heel because keep in mind this is the first time we're actually seeing WWE have that kind of guts to do something like that. They never pulled the trigger with Cena, and you saw what that did. And, um, you know, like the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin heel turn wasn't really consequential because no one was booing Austin. They still cheered him. So it was just like, yeah, he had a personality change, but he was still like the hottest baby face in the company, kind of judging on crowd reactions. 
So yeah, that's my take on it. Okay, so for me, Roman um, is a very tricky character. I've always seen him as a very um, good athlete uh, in terms of what he does. But when you compare him to the superstar they have now, he's nowhere near the. Uh, he doesn't have exactly. the athletic skills and stuff. Um, when he was part of the Shield, he had that good image of being the strong guy, and then Braun, he had that great rivalry with Braun, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very, something very hardcore. But then, ever since his cancer, he just come back and he's looked lost. Um, he lost to Drew McIntyre, I think, in thirty. I think when he came yeah. back to wrestling after yeah. cancer in thirty-five. And I don't understand that part, man. When you're coming, when you're coming back from a when you, when you make a big comeback, I know Drew McIntyre is the champion, and I know they wanted to build him up. But when you have Roman coming back, and if he if he's your baby face, you need to make him win. They made him lose, yeah. and I'm like, he lost. And obviously, people were like, "Oh my God, shock!" But actually, as a business perspective, that was a big, major yeah. mistake by the WWE in terms of for me uh, for making him lose because Drew McIntyre obviously is a champion and he's a very good athlete. I love him. He's the future. But if you want to build your number one guy, because we no one knew that this uh, COVID-19 would happen because he was there till one week before WrestleMania 36. I think three weeks before WrestleMania 36 and was supposed to face Goldberg. And then he obviously opted out because of personal reasons. But with um, Roman, I have to say that I was really shocked with the fact that they actually made him lose in 35. Him defeating Undertaker was the shock, as everyone was expecting, um, because it was something that we didn't know. We saw Undertaker in a very bad shape. People didn't expect Undertaker, Undertaker to be in the bad shape that he was. And we got to know because of the last ride documentary that we saw Undertaker was not even ready for the match. He was not. He was just like, okay, I have to do this. But actually, you know, business commitments. He's, I think Undertaker is too loyal to Vince McMahon. I think it's too much. You know, yeah. he doesn't know how to say no to him because some of the things are like when he came back with uh, John Cena in 32 and he had that five-minute man, which is a good thing. I expected more, obviously, as a fan to see John Cena Undertaker. But when John and Vince decided to give Undertaker that push, that, you know, to have that redemption kind of a so redemption in that same uh, arena where he lost to Brock Lesnar, which is another controversial thing with what happened. And... So that's my opinion, but for me, the WrestleMania 33 matches show that Roman Reigns cannot be a good guy. People hate him, and now yeah. he's on the heel, and there's no uh, fan. Yeah. There's no fans in the uh, in the arena, which is a very bad thing. But I hope there's some kind of a change right now after two three months where the vaccine comes and people start coming into the crowds, because without the fans, wrestling is nothing. Without the fans, football is nothing. Without the fans, cricket is nothing. We need fans and we, you need people to interact. So that's my take on that. And thank you so much, guys, for joining me on the Kunal Call, the first episode. Um, for everyone who's seeing it, who, who will see it later, please leave a like, share, and subscribe to the channel. We have more content to come up with. And you uh, come up with every three to four days with a video. And we talk about wrestling, football, as well as movies. So thank you so much. Thank you, Mikhail. Thank you for Mustafa. Thank you. Thank you. For, uh, thank you. And thank you for having take care me. Of and Thanks for watching the Kunalka. Take care, guys. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, this was really fun. I loved it. See you. Yeah. And WrestleMania 25 was better. Bye, Mika. Yeah, it was. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> okay, see you guys. Bye. Bye.
this coming from a guy who still is overrated. 